going to go ahead and, and open up in prayer, you all, and then we're going to get started. And I want to thank God again for each and every one of you that's online today. And Father God, we come touching and agreeing, and we bless, I bless each household, bless each and every one that's online, all of those that will come online later, their household, Father God, we ask you to send the Spirit of God into their household to open the ears, open the blind eyes of those that can't see spiritually, open the ears of those that can't hear spiritually. Father God, in this day and time, we thank you for all the healings that you're going to do. We thank you most of all for the Spirit of God. Thank you for your Son that you sent to us to be able to open our eyes and your Son that died on the cross for us, Father, and the promise that he made to us that he would, that you would send another comforter to be with us, to guide us, direct us, and lead us to answer our prayers and, and be uh, the way to get to you, Father, so that we can get receive the promises that you have for us in a better life. I pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you all, like I said, we, this, this is, you know what, you all, this is really a good day really a, a good day and we're going to start out uh, last week we talked about uh it was pentecost sunday and i think the lesson when i went back and listened to the lesson i did exactly what god said he said tell people to you you better wake up you better wake up jesus made a promise and now to, today we're going to take that a little bit further and this i need for you all to if you can if you got a pencil and paper uh write down this, the the lesson so something you can personally go back and study, study this later on and it's a question that I always ask like a channel check where are you uh, the, now Jesus said it was a promise he left a promise before Jesus went to be with the father he promised the Holy Spirit to all who believed don't get it twisted you all he only promised the Holy Spirit to all who believe this day we celebrate the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised to us and last week we we explained how uh, the Holy Spirit did come in was birthed into our, our spirit and that we re if we received that last week we have the Holy Spirit living in us now to all who believe the Spirit of God is given to all who believe uh, and when you when you gave your heart to Jesus the Holy Spirit took up residence in you. Everything God is doing in your life today, he does it through the Holy Spirit. I, and I don't think I have to leave you all to the Lord again, but I, I don't have a problem leaving you to the Lord because you would not understand this lesson. It will offend you when you do not have the Spirit of God living in you. A lot of us have the Spirit of God living in you, but he's being grieved. He's grieving because we're doing nothing. We're like dead weight. We're just sitting there knowing that we got the Holy Spirit in us. Now, uh, one one thing it says, and this is a King James version of this, and I want to give an amplified version. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost, having believed? And they said unto him, We have no, not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Ghost. And this, this is... Uh, Paul, this is Paul speaking to him. In the Amplified uh, Version, it says, He asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed in Jesus? As, as believed in Jesus? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Quite of us, quite quite a few of us, a lot of us, 
in our churches, we don't, the pastors don't talk about the Holy Spirit. Or they give you some little tip, but they do not, do not actually lead you into uh, receiving the Holy Spirit. I know in some denominations, you got to tarry. I cannot find Terry in the Bible, but Terry is when they stand there and clap and beat you and try to say the same thing. Come on, receive, receive, receive. But a lot of people, what are you talking about? You are your bottom line. If you believe that, excuse me, you are. Bottom line is so easy to believe. If you first of all, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, first you got to get past that step. If you believe He died on the cross. And he's now sitting on the right hand of the Father interceding for you. you you're saved. And because you are saved, uh, the Spirit of God, that was a promise. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit now lives in you. That's so easy. You don't have to sit up and tear nobody. don't have to beat you in the head. All you got to do is believe. And that's what each and every one has to do for themselves. I cannot believe for nobody. You have to believe this thing for yourself. Now, Paul was talking to some of the uh, people he knew. They knew about Jesus, but he was just asking them whether or not they had the Spirit of God in them. And he, one of the questions he asked, he, he said, Who bewitched you? The word bewitch means control or affected by uh, as if it was a magic spell. A magic spell put on you. And a, a lot of times what we what happens when we receive God, we know who know who Jesus is and we, we receive that spirit in us, but we don't take it in the Father because we, we are ashamed or, or we don't want to be the odd person in, in the group. I love being an odd person in the group because I want to know what's going on and the, and the Spirit of God will give you wisdom. If you ain't doing nothing, you know, with with yourself, that 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 is the question. What we're going to go through this this evening? First, we're going to look at Galatians three. You either have faith, or you're trying to work the law, and the spirit of God does not work through the law. And so Paul was asking these Galatians, "You foolish Galatians, who has? Ha Wait, hold on a minute, you all. Wait a minute." <coughs> Let me get my water here. I get to talking, the enemy don't like me talking, but <laughs> Could, are you all able to hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. Uh since Galatians three and one. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you before your very eyes, Jesus was clearly portrayed uh, portrayed as crucified. You, they saw that. He's talking to people that actually saw him being crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or believing what you heard? Okay, th that's what I want to ask you. This is where we're at this day. Uh, are you? Uh, do you have the Holy Spirit just because we've been teaching? Just because I've been teaching it? Now, that's the law part. But have you received the Spirit of God by what you heard? <coughs> the Word of God. Do you believe that Jesus, because Jesus Christ is the Son of God and He died on the cross, you have, and you, if you believe that, you have the Spirit of God living in it. Is, is that what you believe? So he was asking these uh, Galatians, are you so foolish after being beginning by means of the Spirit? 
Are you now trying to finish by means of flesh? That's the difference, you all. Are you are you doing it by flesh? Are you doing it by the spirit that lives within you? Going on down to verse 4, he said, Have you experienced so much in vain? If it really was in vain. So again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by the believing what you heard? When uh, when uh, prophetess D.D. get online, I, I want you all to hear a testimony that she had. That, that I think it happened Friday. And we prayed one, the situation came up, she ended up in the hospital. I don't want to go too far. I want her to get online. She says she's going to be online. I can't call her. Um, I don't I don't think think I can text her. I don't want to mess up anything. I'm here. Oh, you here? See that? Okay, I didn't, I didn't hear you come in. All right, she's going to give her testimony later on. And this is by, by believing you all. So now I said, verse 5, it says, So I ask, again, I ask you, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by works of the law or by your believing what you heard? Verse 6 says, So also Abraham believed God. And it was credited to him as righteousness. We know all about Abraham. We've been studying, y'all. You all know what Abraham did. Verse 7, understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed among, along with Abraham and the man of faith. Okay. Now going on to verse 10, it says, for, for all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. I'll read it again. You are reading. You hope you got your Bibles open. For all those, all, for all who rely on the works of the law, works of the law are under a curse as it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteousness will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. It says the person who does these things will live by them. You know, if you try to, without faith, it's impossible for us to believe you all. Now, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curses is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. So that faith, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Okay, now, uh, one of the questions that Paul asked, you know, who bewitched you? And I want to ask you all today as we go through this lesson, what happened to you since you received the Spirit, since you received? And there are seven things I want you all to know. And if you're not doing these seven things, you have not received the Spirit of God. And the only reason that you haven't received the Spirit of God is because you don't believe in Jesus. I, I don't know other, any other way it says except what it says in the Bible. If you don't have the evidence of the next seven things that we're going to talk about, it's seven. 
if you don't have the evidence of the next seven th things, at the end of the lesson, I'm going to lead everyone back to back to uh, Jesus again. I don't think it's necessary, but I just might do it anyway. Okay, number one, get somebody. I want you all to turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. I'll give you a second. First Corinthians 6 and 19, it said, Now once we receive the Spirit of God, He makes our fleshly body a His temple. Paul said to them, You are the temple of God because the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Uh, the verse uh, 6 and 19 says, do, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Does somebody else have a different version? We're going to uh, number two. When you have the Spirit of God living in you, He empowers you to share the gospel. That's in Acts 1 and 8. If you're not able to share the gospel, bottom line, the Spirit of God is even grieving. He's sad. You got some junk in the way. It's something wrong when you're not able to uh, share the uh, share the uh, good news. I call it the good news. And that's Acts 1 and 8. 1 and 8 says, But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, at Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. Now, we talked about this last week, you all. We talked about how we can apply Judea. Jerusalem is normally like a hometown. Uh, Samaria is out of the state we live in. Georgia, California, anywhere. Uh, and then to the ends of the earth. All over the United States, overseas. That's that's what kind of spirit we have living in us. That's what that's one of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. When you got the Holy Spirit in, it's such it's such great news. God is so doing so awesome in your life. You want to tell somebody? He says to us that when the Holy Spirit comes to you, He will empower, empower, empower you to share the gospel to others. And if you're not doing that, channel check yourself. He convicts you of sin. He leads you back to God. When you sin, the Holy Spirit convicts you of your sins. He leads you to repentance and restores your fellowship with God. There should never be a reason why we're sitting sad. Because the Spirit, of, when you got the Spirit of God living in you, you do something wrong. We all, we're not perfect. But we're striving to be perfect like Jesus. But we, we, we have faults. We have fleshly things that causes us to stumble sometimes. All you got to do is recognize what it is and, and, and repent of it. Go back to Jesus. Jesus said right in his word, we've studied it. He said, you got to repent. And some of these, uh, can I say, denominations are some of these uh, teachers, preachers, however, says you don't have to repent. I choose what the Bible said. If you want to just go ahead on and let that stuff pile up and see whether or not you have a relationship with Jesus, it's not with the Holy Spirit, it's not going to work. Because you're wondering why you're doing the same thing over and over. But I got the Spirit of God living in me, but I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. 
and, and no, there is no change. So you should take some time and channel check yourself. What, see what's what's going wrong. What what is wrong? Okay, now uh, we're gonna go ahead down N number three, the third thing. He grows the fruit of the spirit within you. That's Galatians five and twenty two. Somebody get that one. This is the third and the fourth thing. We're down to the third and the fourth things that you should know here. Now the fruit now the fruit of the spirit is not something you work on, but the results of the Holy Spirit freely working in your life. I want to give you an example, natural again. How many of you all do you know what a promagan a promagant looks like? Pomegranate. Granted. You know what? There's that little red fruit, and inside it, we got all those seeds. Yes. Okay. Yeah. A pomegranate is is similar. You can in the natural, you can re relate the Holy Spirit to this. There's several. But let's go to uh, first verse twenty two. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Twenty three is gentleness self-control against such things there is no law so in the natural when you look at a pomegranate you cut it up you got all these little seeds in it the one the fruit of the spirit is one whole there's so much so much bad teaching they call it the fruits of the spirit but it's not what it is the spirit of god has one fruit and within that fruit there is love joy peace forbearance kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you you don't got that, you don't have the Spirit of God living in you. This is what the Word of God says, you all. And I want to give you, make sure you understand what the Word said, not what Vera said. And I'll repeat it again. Look at it like a pomegranate. Within us is the Spirit of God living us. When we look at someone and say, I got the Spirit of God living in me, you see uh, love, you see joy, you see peace, you see forbearance, you see kindness, you see goodness, you see faithfulness, you see gentleness, and self-control. If you That's the biggest thing right there. We can't control our mouths. We can't control uh, things that happen in our boundaries. We let anybody do anything to us because we don't love ourselves. And as the example I've given you before, ain't no way in the world I'm going to let somebody knock, not even knock on my door, just bust in my door and, and take control of my household. Tell me when I got to go to sleep. What? Tell me when I can get up. Tell me when I can take a bath and when I can't take no bath. Tell me what I say I can say and I can't no say. Can't say. Some of us have no self-control. We just let our flesh run wild, do whatever we want to do with our flesh. The Spirit of God, you grieve with the Spirit of God if that's happening. You're making him sad. The Spirit of God is a live person living in you. He's the third person of the Trinity. He's alive. He is alive in everyone that receives. So I have no control over what you receive, but I can tell you what the whole the fruits of the Spirit is. If you got the Spirit of God living in you, this is what I see when I talk to you, when I look at you, if I don't see all of that. If I see you always down and out and poor, I'll just say bottom line. I'm going to say as a sister that loves you, you need to go back and get ask God for the Spirit of God to live in you again. 
God doesn't want us depressed all down and out all the time. We can't go out and tell nobody about the good news. If you don't have good news in your voice, how can you go tell me what the good news is all about? How, how can you go tell an abused lady what the good news is about when, when, when they see you in an abusive situation taking everything? There is when you got the spirit of God, God will give you wisdom. He will give you wisdom. You don't have to stay in no abusive situation. And that is one thing in the ministry that I've been doing now over 26 years. And I've taught women. No matter what uh, the enemy does. No matter what the enemy says to you. As long as you know you got the spirit of God in you. He'll give you wisdom as to how to get out of that situation. I, I've seen too many of them get out. Because they, when you believe that who Jesus is. And Jesus gave you a promise. I'll send you a comforter. I'll send somebody that live in you. I'll send somebody that will direct you. Give you some wisdom. How to keep a job. How to get a job. How to build your household. That's what the Spirit of God will do. Wisdom. It takes wisdom to be able to do that in this world. We cannot follow along with the world's stuff, you all. We cannot follow along with the world's stuff and think we're going to be happy. But if we live in the kingdom of God, Yes, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. We're, we're, we're like, uh, I'm not going to flow with you. I'm, I'm just not going to flow with you. And because, because I live in a different kingdom, I, I call it a state of mind, state of heart. Jesus Christ, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit gives me a different type of uh, mind. I know I'm on this earth. I know I live in the United States. I know I live in Chandler, Arizona. But I don't I don't allow my whole mentality just to follow the guidelines of what everyone around me is telling me. Because I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and He died for me so I can be saved. I can have full salvation. And with full salvation, I got His Spirit living in me. I got His love. I got His joy. I got His peace. I got his forbearance. I got his kindness. I got his goodness. I have his faithfulness. And I have gentleness. And I surely have self-control. I don't let my flesh go do what it wants to do. Now, now this is the fifth one. He reminds you that you are his child. Romans 8, 15. Romans 8, 15. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by that, we cry to our father. We cry, Abba, to our father. Jesus told us to pray this way, our father. He didn't say his father. He said, we could say our father. We call on our father because we know Jesus. He gave us that right. God said, the only way to get to me is through my son. And if you figure it out, if they're teaching you another way to get to him, oh well. I, I feel sad for you because you never get to him. You're living in la-la land. Now, uh, the sixth one, we got one more to go. The sixth one, it said, he speaks to you. As you listen for his voice, the Holy Spirit will speak. He will lead and direct you. Jesus promised us in John 16 and 3. That the Spirit will guide and reveal the heart of God to you. 
And we just read 16 to 3, but I read it again. He said, they will do such things because they have not known the Father. When you don't know the Father, you do all that worldly mess. And the way you know him, you know him through his Son. Now the Son is within all of us via the part of the Trinity. The pathway to get to God, we first we got to accept the Son, and then, now I'll, I'll say it this way. You want to live in the kingdom of God or do you want to live in the world? When you're living in the kingdom of God in order to uh, get your prayers answered, I know who's now in the United States right now, Joe Biden is the president. We're under his leadership, his guidance for the world. But in the kingdom of God, we are on the directorship of God. But in order to get to God, you got to know his son, Jesus. And because when you know his son, Jesus, Jesus said, I'm going to give you something special. I'm going to give you a promise. When he walked around here on the earth, then they saw him. We saw all the miracles he was doing. And and they received the miracles and they gave him joy. And and so with, with all of that, uh, then when Jesus left, we talked about, the we've gone through the lessons that last week we talked about when he left. When he left, before he left, he, he gave us a promise. And it's up to you to receive that promise. If you don't receive the promise, you're still living in the world. But if you receive the promise that you don't know what else to do, then I just gave you the, the steps, what you need to be doing. And like I said, if you don't understand it, I'll be happy to do a one-on-one -on -one conference with you at any time. Because I don't want anybody to be lost. I, that's my job is to teach. And I'm going to teach you. And and if you've got some uh, little quirks or quacks that's in the way, I don't mind teaching you. I don't mind teaching you. Direct. All you got to do is call me and ask me. But don't call me and ask me no crazy stuff because you might catch me on a bad day. Number seven. The one, one of the last thing that I think you need to know, he brings the holy holiness of Christ, of Jesus in you. That's Galatians 5 and 16. If we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, we won't carry out our sinful desires. I'll say that again. When we got the Spirit of God living in us and we truly know and we depend on the Spirit of God living in us, we don't do all that old natural stuff. Yeah, our flesh want to pop and lock sometimes, but we should have self-control. And when we make a mistake, the bottom line is Jesus' presence in you brings about holy things. When the Holy Spirit lives in us, we do holy things. We don't do divisive, uh, always got some drama going on. We don't, we don't do that. We don't do that. And our eyes are open. I, I sent that uh, little video out, a uh, song out. Lord, open our eyes. That's what my prayer is for everybody that don't know God. And being that I live in the Holy Spirit, this Holy Spirit is living there, we ought to be able to see. If you can't see what's wrong or right, that means you're on the, on the natural. You're not in the spiritual. Uh, Galatians 5 and 16 says, So I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That's what it says right there, you all. And uh, I, I don't know if you quite understand it. I, prayerfully, I do believe you did get the understanding of, the, of this lesson. So long as we walk in the Spirit, we can control the flesh. We tell the flesh, no, you know, we ain't stupid. 
We know the difference between right and wrong. The, the, the flesh is lustful. The flesh will do crazy things. Everybody should be able to control their own flesh when you got the Spirit of God in it. And then when you when the flesh uh, overrides the Spirit of God, you'll recognize you did something wrong. Jesus said, repent. All you got to do is repent and, and go head on. One other thing I, I, before I want Miss, Miss Didi to give her, her testimony. And then I'm going to do an open mic. Uh, I, I, I want to get this testimony uh, on the records because I think her testimony will re- encourage someone. And Didi, I'm, I'm going to give you three minutes. That's all. We'll give you three minutes to give your testimony. No, let's break it down to two. You can do it in two. You can do it in two. But this word of God says that walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Those, I've talked about the seven things that we should know when we receive the Spirit of God. This should be evidence. Remember where I talked about Fred Price? Evidence. When you got the Spirit of God, this is the evidence. He, he makes you His temple. He empowers you. He grows, let's see, He grows up. Uh, the fruit of the spirit within you, he grows it. Now you, with the, with any fruit, it's just boom. It, you, all of a sudden, you can plant plant a little tree, and leave beautiful green leaves come on. And it's going to take them maybe a year or two for for the fruit to come. Within us, we immediately can receive the fruit. We receive it, but you know it takes time to grow, and that's by the fruit of the spirit found in, like I said, it's found in Galatians. Now, the fruit fruit of the spirit comes by hearing the word of God, uh, understanding and believing what the word of God says in you, what the which is the spirit of God, what He's saying to you. Uh, when when you are uh, sick or whatever, and you don't get nourishments to your body, you don't get the right food, you eat all the wrong food, all that sugar and mess that you shouldn't be eating. Even the fake sugar is bad for you. Eat some natural sugar from natural fruits, even from some of the veggies and stuff like that. That'll give you uh, help, give you healthy things to your body. Stop drinking all those sodas, uh, especially the diet sodas. I, don't put that mess in your body. You don't need to put it in your Get you some uh, good cranberry juice without sugar, some uh, good old uh, grapefruit juice. Uh, what is it? Uh, Ella, what is it? Grape juice. The grape juice. Get some of that stuff in your body. Or some good old healthy water. You don't need all that water with all that sugar in it. Get healthy things in your body. Then the Spirit of God that lives in you can be alive. You can, People can see it on you. But when you're sick, you can't tell nobody about the Spirit of God when you're sick because you don't trust God. Y'all don't like how I teach it, but I'm going to teach it that way. I would, like I said, I've, I've been in this, this wheelchair now for a little bit over two years. Let's see, March, for a little bit over two years. I'm going to teach what God does. I don't care what no doctor says, Well, you got to do this medicine, you got to do that. I know I am trusting and waiting for God to finish doing what he's going to do. I know that because uh, naturally I'm supposed to be a diabetic, and what I've learned about diabetics, it takes longer for you to heal. But while I'm healing, I'm still waiting on the Lord. I'm doing what he said. I'm serving the Lord. That's my weight on him. And I know what kind of spirit lives in me. 
And that's what I want Amen. to encourage. I want to encourage Amen. each and every one of you. Come on, Dee Dee, give us your little quick testimony, and then we're going to uh, open mic. All right, Didi, are you Hello, there? Everyone. Praise the Lord. Yes, I'm here. Praise the Lord. How is everyone? They don't I talk. Thank you, Greg. It was on, I believe it was on Thursday. I went to, was it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. So I went uh, to the emergency room because I had, um, pain um, in my breast and then there was there, a lump there and um, I went and I was waiting as I wait I called um, Lean and I was talking with her and you know we went in prayer and then she said oh don't worry about it it's just a little um, abscess or something they're going to cut it drain it and you're going to be on your way and I said, okay. <laughs> so we, I went inside. They looked at it. They said, oh, it's just an abscess. They cut it and drained it. And I went on my way. Well, praise God. And that's what it was. Mm. Amen. I, I want you all to God hear that good. because well, you got to trust God. God is good. God is very good. I mean, that was an insinuating, that, that circumstances is when you truly, truly, truly trust God, you all. She didn't jump up and run and had tried to find a pastor or whomever to tell her what it is, ask her three or four different people what to do, what to do. We took time, sat down, and allowed the Spirit of God to give wisdom in the situation. That's what he did, gave wisdom in the situation, showed exactly what it is. That's what we need to be able to do in when we live in this kingdom of God. We got to trust what God says to us. Every time we trust what he says to us, it will work it out. We ask him for the wisdom. That's what Solomon asked for. God asked him, say, what did you want? He said, I want wisdom. And when you look back and see all the different and great things that Solomon did, it was because the wisdom of God that was in his building, his planet. The only the thing that destroyed Solomon was the many wives he had. So with the many wives, he had to start to doing what they wanted him to do. And so down through the traditions, all all what the wives brought in all these different gods. And so Solomon just flowed with them. And and but he somehow when you read it, you you just I just don't understand how he lost favor with God. Now, when the Old Testament, you all, there's this, in the Old Testament, remember this, the Spirit of God did not live in them, in the Old Testament. I'll, I'll repeat that until you all catch what I'm saying. In the Old uh, Old Testament, it is the law. An example of the law. It is not, they, the, the Spirit of God only came upon certain people. And if you want to, you go back in the Bible and read the certain people he came from, came upon. But in the New Testament, we're living in this new dispensation, the New Testament. There was 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the New Testament, God had, had heard the people cry and he got fed up. So he started doing a new thing. He, he sent his son Jesus a totally new, different way. Totally nude to a virgin woman. Have you ever heard of that? 
in 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 the natural in in your life have you ever heard of some woman that that all of a sudden she had no sex with no man but she had a baby in this natural life we ain't never heard of that but in the bible if you believe that it really happened that's when jesus first Amen. came up if you but you got to believe it i can't make you believe it you yeah. have to believe that for yourself I'm just going to tell you about it. I teach it. I know the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I want you all to look at it. The Old Testament's got some good stuff in there. When you read some of those uh, stories in the Old Testament, how, how crazy people were. Some of the stuff they did. They're doing it now today. Doing the same thing today. The Bible has not changed. They're doing the same thing today. And God gives us wisdom to be able to look at it. We can look at the Old, old Testament and see how fam families are, are killing and cutting each other up in the Old Testament. They're betraying yeah. each other. That's because they did not have God's spirit. They had to go take it to the priest whenever they did anything wrong. But we don't have to take it to the priest today. All we got to do is believe Jesus. He forgives us. God forgives us of our yeah. sin. We cannot be holding on grudges. We can't be uh, unforgiven. We can't be spiteful. We, we, we can't have what you call those uh, roots uh, in our heart. I, I, I love the, I heard a teacher this morning. It really was really nice. And man didn't teach it. It was like, uh, I, I don't want to go back to it because uh, he was, it was Jezebel. And what was what was her husband's name? What was Jezebel's husband's name? I'm gonna stay on y'all by reading your word. I know everybody have heard of Jezebel. Yes, we have. Nobody remembers his name, her husband's name. <laughs> no, ma'am. Okay, so I ain't gonna tell y'all. That's gonna be your assignment. You got to find out what it is. Somebody can Google it while we're not online. While we online, and again, he was a king. He was one of those kings that got really, really sad one day. He saw what his neighbor had. His neighbor had a beautiful. Now he was a king, y'all. On all the all kinds of lands and spots and vineyards, but he saw that his neighbor had a vineyard. And Ahab. Ahab. All right. right. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Pat. Thank you. Thank you. Ahab. 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 Okay. All right. Let me tell the story, you all. Then we're (laughs) we're not going to stay that his name was Ahab. And that's what I want you all to please read some of the stuff in the Old Testament. Anyway, the little short. And you might be able to relate this into a situation in this time, this dispensation. Anyway, his neighbor had a vineyard. Ahab wanted to have a uh, vegetable garden. We all know what a vegetable garden is. He wanted a vegetable garden next to his house. But Ahab's land was not Ahab. Uh, this man's land was next to his house. So he Ahab uh, asked the man, could he have it or could he buy it? Could he buy it from her? He said, no. There's a scripture in the Bible that said that we're not supposed to sell our land. We're not supposed to sell our land. In the Old Testament, that this this is, it encouraged me so much this morning. My sisters probably think I'm crazy. That I mean this on purpose. The Lord gave me this morning for a purpose. He said, we're not supposed to sell our land. 
Only God can sell our land. We're not supposed to sell our land. Especially land of inheritance. Anyway, so this man uh, refused to sell his land. So Ahab uh, got mad, went home, and laid down like a little child. And he didn't throw a tantrum. He just went home, laid down, turned his head to the wall. Everybody turned their head to the wall when they got set upset, upset in the Old Testament. So he turned his head to his wall, and Jezebel come up and said, what's wrong with you do? And he told him, he said, well, she said, you're a king, you're the king, I'll take care of it. So what she did, she wrote a letter to the priest and said, kill this man. Bring him to, say he did something wrong and bring him to fall and kill him and kill all his family. So it happened. The priest brought him to fault and they killed all his family. So when Jezebel found out that uh, he was dead and there was no inheritance for his land, he she went to her husband and said, okay, you can go get his land. He's dead now. You can have his land. And so he took the land. And then God sent the priest to him to let, let him know that because you did this, uh, you were going to die. Your family was going to die. Most of all, Jezebel was going to die. She, she, he, it said in the scripture, she was going to fall, fall dead, fall dead, and the dogs were going to lick up, eat, lick up her blood. And it's a good story. Read it, read it, read it, read it. This is some of the stuff that even happened to in this day and time. People do stuff to you, and you just take it, and you just go head on. But a lot of the stuff that people do to us, it's not of God. When we, we, when we have the Spirit of God uh, living in us, when we have the Spirit of God living in us, yeah, they might throw a stone or whatever. But God will give you wisdom. He said, vengeance is mine. We don't have to throw vengeance on the person. God said, vengeance is his. It's not ours. All we got to do is make sure that we're in right standing and we can hear from the Spirit of God, and God will fight our battles. I just gave that to encourage someone today. Uh, I want to open the mic, you all, and allow you all. Now, we've been studying 41, not 41 minutes, but I, I want to open the mic for a moment. 